Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. Wednesday, that's the day after Tuesday. Tuesday, by the way, thanks to all of you who showed up last night at our Political Coffee Clatch at Miller's Barbecue. What a great deal. What great food. Mm. I had the brisket, the barbecue brisket in a quesadilla with coleslaw. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Matthew Miller and team. Thank you for all of you who showed up last night. Great. Even Amanda showed up last night. Amanda, did you have fun last night? Did you enjoy yourself? I did. I did so much. So thank you for inviting me. It was, and you had a new salesperson with you too. For we the did. Station. We just did hired you? somebody, uh, and her name is Jen. So I kind of brought her to show her some of our listeners and all that good stuff. Yeah, fantastic. That that's great. So uh, we are going to be um, because, as you know, folks, I have given you the decision as to where we're going to meet on a more permanent basis moving forward. So last night was Miller's Barbecue. Monday night, I know it's not Tuesday, it's Monday night, we're going to be at Sparky's Brew House. So, same thing, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, just like we did last night. We actually ended a little bit early last night uh, because I was probably pontificating too much. <laughs> not that that would ever happen. All right, uh, so that's going to be Monday night, folks. So come and join us. Uh, Senator Linthicum has committed to being... Uh, with us on Monday night at Sparky's Brew House, which is on Mission Street as you're driving into the Capitol from the freeway. There's a Carl's Jr. and a Popeye's. You turn there, it's on 23rd Street. And it's in the little shopping mall in the back. They have a huge amount of parking in the back, so don't let the parking freak you out. Okay? We're going to be there on Monday night. Monday nights are dead at Sparky's. They've been in there, so I, I do see it. So we're going to be there. They also have a restaurant. It is also child-friendly, as Miller's Barbecue is. And that's been one of the things that people from time to time have shared with us. They'd like, like to have the ability. Because the honky-tonk wasn't. Uh, because they sell hard liquor there, minors are not allowed in. Well, that's not true with both Miller's and uh, Sparky's Brewhouse. They are family friendly. So, in addition to State Senator Linthicum, uh, Representative Ed Deal will be joining us also on Monday night. And Representative Deal is going to be with us today at 6.30 to talk about a shocking new bill and his other bill that gets a hearing tomorrow. It's a very good bill. It's a common sense bill. We talked about it last night a little bit in the political coffee clutch. The representative deal is it's a shocking new bill. It's a Senate bill. You're not going to like it. We need you to step up to stop it. Now, there is a story about five Oregon towns and, and this is by a group I'm totally unfamiliar with. It's called southeastexpress.org. 
There are five Oregon towns people are fleeing as soon as possible this year. Okay? That's the headline. They list Portland. All right? We get that. That makes perfect sense. But then they also list Medford. And then they list Coos Bay and Klamath Falls and Ontario. Hmm. They're all, they write, experiencing population decline because of crime, poverty, unemployment, and natural disasters. Are they all really losing population? And why is it that out of these five towns, four of them are in conservative rural Oregon? Does that make any sense? I don't buy it. This, I think, is leftist spin. Might be wrong, but it might be. We focus on elections on this show. And there's a great Epoch Times news report. There's been a federal arrest over a 2022 mail-in ballot fraud scheme. In New Jersey, a political operative just been arrested on felony mail-in ballot fraud charges stemming from the operations get this now listen he's been running for years over in Atlantic City now there's the federal indictment the New Jersey attorney's office statement and this guy's name is Craig Calloway now it's an interesting piece If mail-in ballot fraud is occurring in New Jersey, do you think it's happening in Oregon? We were the first state to adopt vote by mail. What do you think? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Now, Nikki Haley lost the Nevada primary last night. Presidential primary? To guess who? No, it it wasn't Donald Trump, folks. She lost it to none of the above. (laughs) That's how bad she is and how strong Trump is. The Trump people, Trump was not on the primary. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. Because tomorrow on Thursday, what matters is the caucus. Yes, they have a primary, but none of the delegates to the Republican National Convention are awarded based on the primary. In Nevada, they are awarded based on the caucus. They are caucusing tomorrow. Donald Trump is on the ballot in the caucus. So is Nikki Haley. But it ain't going to happen. Anyway, it's just interesting that the Trump campaign put out there that they wanted people to vote none of the above in the primary in Nevada last night, and that's what happened. Fascinating, isn't it? And it ought to, and I'll guarantee you that it's sending shivers through the spines of the Republican establishment. 
which has just lost their key backer. Rana Romney McDaniel has decided she's going to resign as RNC chair. She ought to. She's an abysmal failure. And she did that after she had a little meeting with Trump. Super Tuesday is coming up at is the South Carolina uh, primary. And she's apparently going to resign after that. So guess who Matt Gates? There's a Liberty Daily story about that today. Matt Gates, who is responsible for getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates just endorsed Kevin McCarthy for RNC chair. What? Kevin is not MAGA. Why would you want someone who doesn't really believe in the next president's agenda? That's if Donald Trump is not assassinated by the deep state. Why would you want someone like that? Well, Matt Gates lays out his reasoning. In fact, he tweeted this. He said, I fully endorse Kevin McCarthy for RNC chair. And I and he lists the following reasons, and I think he's right. Listen to this. He said, Kevin is well-organized and a very high-revenue fundraiser. He will also be well-liked by the RNC committee. The RNC chair doesn't make any policy decisions setting the agenda or negotiate against Democrats ever. <laughs> Kevin would be terrific. <laughs> um, then they go on to say, and, and this is a uh, J.D. Rucker piece. <laughs> he goes on to say, yeah, McCarthy is good at fundraising. But he said the rest of Gates' endorsement's reasoning is wrong. To say that the RNC chair doesn't make policy decisions or set agendas is demonstrably inaccurate. I think, and he's right about that, okay? The RNC does pick winners and losers in the primaries this season, folks. If you don't think they do, they do. She famous, McDaniel, as J.D. Rucker says, famously botched the last Virginia elections. And then in 2022, the RNC conspicuously left important races in Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Alaska with limited national party support. One could argue that the red tsunami failed to materialize because the RNC favored Republicans who were aligned with moderate policies. Those are just some examples of how the RNC chair sets it right. I think Matt Gates is just poking everybody. That's all it is. You know, he's been quiet. He's been Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> for a while. I think this is his way of getting back in the news cycle. There is a legislative agenda for the legislature that started two days ago. There's an ambitious, ambitious agenda, it says. Well, we're going to talk with that deal about an ambitious agenda that didn't make the cut here in this Channel 8 news story. KGW 8. Housing and addiction, that's the big thing. Tina Kotek wants $500 million for government-sponsored housing. You know, the best thing they could do to create housing for homeless people is to, first of all, get those homeless people off the street by getting them actual help, which the homeless industrial complex really doesn't want to do because it works themselves out of a job. 
They really don't want to. If you're making six figures, seriously, as a nonprofit that's getting money from the state of Oregon to help the homeless, ostensibly help the homeless, do you really want to work yourself out of a job so you're no longer making the six figures? I doubt it. You want to fix the addiction crisis? Fix Measure 110. Don't do what the Democrats want to do, and that's just kind of raise it just a little bit from a Class E fel- felony to a to a. Well, it's actually it's a it's not a felony at all. It's a misdemeanor. From a Class E, where you get that hundred dollar ticket, and maybe you decide to show up, and nobody does. Nobody gets any help, hardly at all. Fifty people out of six thousand seven hundred got help last year. They the Democrats want to raise it just to the next level, where it's a Class C misdemeanor but you get a little bit bigger fine and nobody makes you go get treatment you really want to help the homeless addiction problem most of those people are drug addicted you get them off drugs you get them actual help and there's plenty of help available nobody's making use of it you force them to go get help how do you do that do what the Republicans want to do. You raise this thing back up to a class A, which has absolute mandatory drug. It has mandatory jail time and mandatory drug addiction counseling. That's what you do. That's how you fix Measure 110. That's how you fix the homeless problem. So you don't have to spend $500 million, Tina. And there'll be some stupid Republicans that will vote for it. You wait. Now, they have other. There's been 150 bills. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, we are back. Sorry about that little misstep for some reason. Um, I missed the cue that we were going into break. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Now, the impeachment vote against Mayorkas failed yesterday. Three Republicans voted to reward. I mean, two of them I can understand. Rhino Ken Buck from Colorado, who's leaving Congress. But Tom McClintock of California, one of the most longtime conservative members of Congress. Why did he vote against Mayorkas impeachment? Well, a fourth one changed his vote and voted no. And the reason he did is so the vote can be reconsidered. Okay. Blake Moore from Utah, who supported the Mayorkas impeachment, switched his vote to no at the end making the final vote 214 to 216. He did this to ensure that House Republicans could bring the impeachment resolution up again for a later vote. Now, 
we did that, and it is something that we do uh, in the in the legislature all the time. It's so that you reserve the right to bring it back up again. This is important because there's a couple of important Republicans that are gone, like Steve Scalise, who was absent, couldn't vote on this thing due to cancer treatments. And it's also an opportunity for their constituents to slap them upside the head. Mayorkas, of all the people that needs to be impeached, is the most shining example of not only its purposeful incompetence, folks. Don't think for one minute it isn't. They want to flood this country with illegal aliens. And like Biden let the cat out of the bag a day or two ago, they want to give them the right to vote as illegals. They want to just give them amnesty, let them vote. So it's permanent Democrat control. Yeah. By the way, there's a new Trump ad. Have you, folks, you need to see this. And caller saying, I'm going to get to in just a second. This new Trump ad, it's Joe Biden giving you the finger. It's that illegal alien, you know, that beat the two cops along with other illegals in New York City. And then he got released immediately because they have no bail there. And as he's walking out of the courtroom, there's a camera there and he flips all of us off. That's the new Trump ad against Joe Biden. It's priceless. Let's go to a new caller. New caller, good morning. How are you? What's your name? This is Rowan. Hi, Rowan. Um, Thanks for calling. What do you think? Yeah. Well, a thought on Matt Gates. I think he's just trying to save the skin or his feet because I read days ago, so I'm not sure when the car made the announcement that he planned to support the challengers for those eight Republicans that decided to help remove from his position. I think Matt Gates is just trying to uh, get him back a little bit in McCarthy's good grades. I also think it's perfect. McCarthy will stick him. <laughs> Thanks, Rowan. I didn't you know, I, I remember, I heard that story. I think you might be right. I think this is just Matt Gates. You know, Matt Gates is a really smart guy. And I think this is him poking the bear because Kevin McCarthy says he's going to go out and raise money and he's going to go after primary opponents on those eight Republicans that kicked his butt out of the speaker's chair. I think you're right. I think that's, a, and you know, what a great way to do it. Thanks, Rowan. Thanks for calling today. I hope you call again. Art, let's go to Art. Good morning. Morning, Jeff. My almost favorite talk show host last night, Levin, was very livid about what went on yesterday. Uh, and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, the simple fact of the matter is that Thousands of Chinese men are flooding into the country. Yes, military-aged Chinese men, by the way. That's correct. Okay. And for Gates not to make a statement about the impeachment was completely wrong. Sure, the Democrats are going to do what the Democrats do. But if you don't make the statement that they're not doing their dang job under the Constitution, 
Therefore, <laughs> um, they are subject to impeachment. Then what do we have, Jeff? We have nothing. We have a bunch of cowardly Republicans that won't make the statement that they need to make. And we're suffering for it. Uh, so I listened to Gates this morning on another show. Yeah. And his response was pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, well, we can't, uh, we can't do that. Uh, I, you know, and I'm paraphrasing it, of course, but I was just disgusted with his logic because the law was broken and the man needs to ha be held accountable for it. Will he be held accountable? Of course not. But you don't say, oh, well, he broke the law, so we're just going to give him a pass. You do whatever you can to expose it all. Well Period. said, Art. Thank you. I appreciate God bless it, folks. You. State Representative Ed Deal is going to join us on the other side of the break. Here's a bill for you to consider that was just introduced in the Oregon legislature. Senate Bill 1585. Free pizza and french fries to the homeless. To cure homelessness. Free pizza and french fries. Yikes. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, we are back, friends. Great to have you with us. It is the bottom of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke GMC Talk. In just a moment... We're going to talk with State Representative Ed Deal, who's, uh, well, he's finding some interesting legislation that you're probably not going to like, because I don't like it. How about this one? How about, this is an Oregon Catalyst story today. How about Senate Bill 1582, which dedicates, well, let me just give you the head, headlines. Your taxes to fund the Psycho Beach Party? <laughs> You do not. Yeah, this bill takes millions of unspent COVID funds. Did you know we had that? Apparently we do. To bail out Oregon art organizations. And it declares that it's an emergency. Like 250000 for the Portland Art Museum Center for Untold Tomorrow. Untold Tomorrow where the center features the high culture artwork of a film showing of the 2000 film Psycho Beach Party. <laughs> and then, of course, $2.5 for the Oregon Shakespearean Festival. You know that leftist thing down there? It has $90 million in assets but needs $2.5 million of your money. To keep them going. Hey, I'm all for the arts. But if the arts are working against me, what I believe, my principles and values, is that a good thing? Should should you have to pay for that? Why don't we ask that question of State Representative Ed Deal, who joins us right now. So, the Psycho Beach Party, we're going to fund that, huh? 
Hey, good to be with you. Welcome. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I knew that article was going to be published. And um, one thing to, that makes it even worse is a few months ago, the Portland Art Museum uh, works off of a lot of free volunteers. They have free volunteers that act as guides yes. that are, yes. you know, well-informed about the arts and, and all that. And they give tours and they work for free. Well, the Portland Art Museum decided that those folks were too old and too female and too white. And so they terminated their agreement and now they hire people. They actually use money now to pay people to do what was being done for free in the name of diversity. And uh, now they want our tax dollars. I'm, I'm like, no. <laughs> no Good way. for you. Now, yeah. you're also finding some other interesting bills, like one you sent me yesterday, and folks, you're not going to, well, yeah. you will believe it, but before you do that, I, I want you to uh, share with our audience the, um, well, your bill that comes up for a hearing tomorrow at 1.30 in the afternoon. Why don't you share with our audience, what that bill is and how we can help you. Well, there's, there's, there's two bills. Are you talking about, uh, uh, which bill are you talking about? There's, well, you, there's a bill you, we have to oppose, Senate Bill 1583. Right, right. That, yeah. I'm not talking about that one. Let's talk about that okay. in a moment. But, but this is your bill. I think it's, it's the one on uh, licensing. Yeah, so it, that's coming up next week. Oh, that's next week. So it's not. That so what? What up bill is up at one thirty tomorrow? Oh boy. Jeff, okay. I right. I do not. There. Oh, I know, Jeff. There's a bill that is the Economic Equity Investment Program, and I don't have the bill number on me right now. But this is coming up to the uh, Economic Development Small Business Committee, and it takes thirty million dollars of public money, your tax dollars, and distribute it, distributes it uh, in large part based on uh, race and ethnicity. And I looked at this bill and uh, read an LC opinion, which is, you know, the LC, the legal counsel that's there at the Capitol. They are, they are tasked to be impartial and work on yes. both sides. Yes. They came back with a pretty scathing opinion and said clearly that this is unconstitutional. It violates the equal protection clause. The interesting, and, and they went, went through seven pages that you cannot take public money and distribute it based on race or ethnicity. That is a direct violation of the equal protection clause. The, the sad thing is the part that they are saying violates the Constitution, that part of the bill, is already existing law in Oregon. We did this two years ago. It made it through. And uh, I, I believe $30 million was distributed at that time. The difference between now and then is that we've had the Students versus Harvard case, which made it very clear where the Constitution stands on this issue. It is crystal clear. And so that led LC to make a much stronger 
statement. So, is that LC opinion that. Uh, opposing the bill? Is it available? It is available. Public? It's been okay. it's been posted on the website, and if I can share that information with you, yeah. If you uh, would, I, I'd love to put it I up will. on on our show plan, Ed. Thank but, you very much. Yeah, All right, they now did, they did a wonderful job explaining it, and we need to fight back and let them know we're not going to accept discriminatory bills. And we have the opportunity to do that at the War Room tomorrow, folks. We Tomorrow's Thursday. We have War Room over at the Ike Box in the Bay Room, which is on the main floor right behind the stage. Okay, come and join us. We're going to be there. Bring your laptop so you can monitor bills like this. And you can make comment to the committee because the hearing is at 1.30 tomorrow. Okay, so join us from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. tomorrow in the War Room. All right, Representative... You brought to my attention 15, Senate Bill 1583. We talked about it last night at Political Coffee Clatch. It's outrageous. Why don't you tell our audience what it does? It is, Jeff. And I, you know, there's a lot of bad bills, but I think this is one of the most dangerous bills in the, in the building simply because they are hell-bent on passing it and it affects our kids. So this bill Senate Bill 1583 is disguised as an anti-discrimination bill. But what it does is it restricts our local school board's ability to control the textbooks and other instructional materials that are used in their local school. It is specifically designed to do that. And we all know the reason. There's one reason, and that is to uh, protect what the transgender ideology is. And they're doing this because they know school boards recently have been successfully fighting back against this. Um, This stuff is anti-science. It goes against our most fundamental understanding of human biology. And it's confusing and harming kids. They know we've been successful. So their answer is to take local control away from us to shove this progressive ideology down the throats of everybody. It won't be just Portland. It'll be everybody else. I guess they decided that people aren't leaving, pulling their kids out of school fast enough and they want to accelerate it. I'm not sure. Uh, Apparently that's, uh, that's the case. So, so why even have a school board if this is the outcome? Why, why even right. bother with the school board? Two years ago, they radically limited the ability of the school board to um, fire the superintendent. Right. Uh, for very similar reasons. Now they're taking the, this control away. It's a death by a thousand cuts. And they're doing it because they know we've been successful pushing back. Yes. Driving a wedge between our parents and their local school. Um. Uh, and it's clearly they've got this agenda that they are not willing to let go of. Uh, and But we cannot stand by and let this happen. So I think, I, I think this is a piece of the puzzle of an even more sinister agenda. Over the years, I have heard the legislature talk about, Democrats in the legislature talk about... Um, making 
all consolidating all of Oregon's school districts into one school district, having one board, all under the Oregon Department of Education and the Oregon Board of Education. That's where I think bills like this ultimately lead us to. That's what I think is going to happen. What do you think? Uh, I heard some stuff yesterday that is right in line with what you're thinking, which uh, is very frightening. I don't know any more than that. I'm, I'm still investigating that, but uh, I that that's very concerning. And th- they did this. They brought this bill very late in the game. I spoke to someone that's on the committee that will hear this. They were not aware uh, that this bill was coming. Representative, we're at the end of our time. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, we deeply appreciate it. We look forward to chatting with you again and see you Monday night at the Political Coffee Clatch at Sparky's Brewing. Thank you, Representative. Bye-bye. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. And we are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Yeah, you know, if the if school boards are going to be prevented from listening to you as a parent about curriculum, why even have a school board? Think about it. Why? Why even bother? Because ultimately, you know what's going to happen. The state's going to take over. They're going to, the, if the Marxists remain in control of the Oregon legislature, you're going to get one single school district throughout the entire state. And you're going to get an in, demonstrably and a, a state agency, Oregon Department of Education, that is demonstrably and has a history of being absolutely incompetent. I mean, badly incompetent, folks. That's what you're going to get. And can you imagine a state school board, all handpicked by the governor, a Marxist leftist governor, Tina Kotek? Can you imagine what decisions they're going to make and how they're not going to listen to you? Oh, yeah, they'll put on the dog and pony show that they are. And you know, of course, that they aren't. And they won't. Can you imagine what decisions they would make? That's what we're up against, friends. But you know, one great decision you can make is to call Freedom Heating and Air and have them check out your system if, you know, maybe your system is just not working right. That's one of the great things you can do. It's simple and it's easy and you'll be really comfortable in your home and you'll love the benefit of being comfortable in your home and having a a system that keeps you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. 
or 580 rather, 580-1456, 580-1456, freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Okay. Um, let's see here. Doug writes about voting fraud in mail-in ballots. States, you say? You don't say. Are you suffering from reality avoidance disorder? Knowledge plus facts equals truth. How does one vote out a government that was never voted in? Soon, blue state governors and their Chinese advisors will decide to have their own provinces. There is no more United States. This is a Marxist communist takeover, a revolution forming before our eyes. Until enough liberals end up being dead at the hands of the people they claim to be trying to rescue, they'll always believe they are doing the right thing for humanity. Until their daughters get raped and their boys get killed. Nancy writes, hey, thanks for explaining those bills last night. I walked out of the meeting without picking up a KSLM yard sign. How and where can I pick one up? Hey, Amanda, are you listening? Yes. Now, how can somebody pick up one of your new KSLM yard signs? Yeah, you guys can come into KSLM office and we will give you one. See how simple that is, folks? You just come into the office and we have As the- easy as that. And the address is uh, 30 or 3190 Lancaster Drive, Northeast, Salem, Oregon. We're in like the back lot of Chuck E. Cheese. The back lot of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, I love it. Ain't that great? <laughs> the back lot of Chuck E. Cheese. All right. So there you go, folks. Um, There's your opportunity right there. There's your opportunity. You want need a a new yard? And we have some great yard signs. We had some there last night. I guess, in fact, I would bet that we will probably have some more that will be there when we meet at the political coffee clutch Monday night. At Sparky's Brew Brew House, okay? So, be ready for that, friends. If you're looking for, well, if you like this radio station, you like our advertisers, and you want to make a statement about it, this is your opportunity, okay? It's your opportunity. All right. So, um, yeah, and she writes, uh, all the virus money, the COVID virus unspent funds needs to go pay for policemen and our vets. It does not get need to go pay for a psycho beach party. <laughs> or this other bill, which is um, Senate Bill 1585. It's another Oregon Catalyst story. Free pizza, French fries to cure homelessness. It would expand the federal food stamps to cover hot foods such as pizza, hamburgers, hot dogs, and french fries. Welfare's food stamp program already covers the purchase of junk foods like potato chips, pork rinds, Oreo cookies, chocolate bars, and even ice cream and ice cream cakes. Apparently, the politicians believe the way to fight poverty and homelessness is to offer them free pizza, french fries, and hot dogs. Oh, and of course, the bill says they're going to set up a work group. Wow. Unbelievable, folks. So your tax dollars, 
to go pay for pizza and french fries to solve the homeless problem. Or your tax dollars to go pay for the psycho beach party. Does any of this surprise you? I would think not. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't at all. Um, there is an interesting story, and it, I, we're not going to have time to get to it because we're near the end of the show today, but this is a fascinating piece in the Epoch Times. It is a more mature MAGA movement prepares for Trump's return to D.C. Insiders talk about how Trump is more equipped to handle Washington after the first term with a deeper bench and more mature groundwork. This is Steve Bannon, Tash Patel, and they're right. The Heritage Foundation has had a product, a project going on that literally is out finding people willing to serve, highly qualified people, people who believe in America first, in MAGA, to serve in the next Trump administration. And this is the maturing. And folks, don't buy all of this, you know, Trump saying, I'm your retribution. That's not why he's running. He's running and putting up with all the garbage he's putting up with because he loves America. You and I both know it. How many, just ask yourself, would you put up with all the stuff? Would you have just folded your tent and walked away? Most people would have. Donald Trump isn't, and he hasn't. For that, we owe him so much. So, friends, um, I want you to take courage. Because we're winning. We are. And you're going to see more of that in the upcoming days and weeks. We're going to talk about it. We'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will be also. Remember, join us at the War Room tomorrow from 8 to 3 p.m. Bring your laptop. Get involved. Stand for your principles and values. The Ike Box in the Bay Room behind the stage. See you tomorrow.